0: Welcome to Weekly Wisdom. This podcast is all about exploring wisdom in philosophy, comedy, science, pop culture, and everyday life. I'm Josh Reeves. Mary Oliver is a respected poet who's written some wonderful essays as well. In her essay, A Power in Time, Oliver describes that for her, she's at least three different selves. The first she refers to as the child that she was the second as the attentive social self, and the third self she describes as having a hunger for eternity. I think it's a powerful idea to realize that we can't change the child that we used to be, that we are for better or for worse stuck with that child, with its inspirations and interests, as well as with its wounds. One day, Mary's father took her to the ice rink and wound up leaving and going home. He forgot about her. Luckily, a neighbor was there who knew the family and called her dad. When he showed back up, Oliver recalls how handsome and free he looked. He laughed and shared that he had simply forgotten Mary had existed. She says, I can see even now what an alleviation, what a lifting from burden he had felt in those few hours. It lay on him that freedom like an aura. Then I put on my coat and we got into the car and he sat back in the awful prison of himself. The old veils covered his eyes and he did not say another word. Whether we were the product of intentional or unintentional abuse, there are often many wounds, incomplete experiences, inhibitions, and defense mechanisms that we carry with us into adulthood. The minister and author Frederick Buechner recalled one of his first experiences being hurt as a child. When he was six years old, his beloved Nana came to visit his family, and he adored her. So he wanted to make a feast for her and went to the icebox and he pulled out some string beans. He grabbed them in his hands and found her in the garden where she was chatting with his parents. He offered them up to her and she moved his hand away. She said something to the effect of his parents like, I don't really like eating at 3 p.m., much less string beans. Beekner would share that he learned an important lesson. Not that his Nana was a bad person, but that people have two sides to them. One is the side they love you back with, and the other is the side that, even when they don't mean to, they can sting you with like a wasp. I'm not saying we have to spend our adulthood healing our childhood. In fact, what I like about Oliver's point is that in many ways, that's impossible. All you can do is love that wounded child. Listen to him or her and seek greater healing now. I don't know about for you, but some of those defense mechanisms I developed as a child, they've served me well as an adult. As a child, my household could sometimes be chaotic. I was a middle child and I never knew quite what mood a family member would be in. This caused me to be pretty empathic. Helped me become a good listener and also someone who does his best to seek peace with others. Don't get me wrong, there are plenty of dysfunctional things I do now that I developed in childhood, from trying to pretend that nothing's wrong to trying to fix others' problems for them. The second self Oliver speaks about is probably obvious for all of us. The attentive social self, that I don't know about you, but I can lose myself in, often denying the other aspects of myself. Oliver describes it as, The smiler and the doorkeeper. This is the portion that winds the clock, that steers through the dailiness of life, that keeps in mind appointments that must be made and then met. It is fettered to a thousand notions of obligation. For me, this is the self I cannot help but fake. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Alone, man is sincere. At the entrance of another person, hypocrisy begins. The danger is, when we think our social self is so real, we let drown in the abyss of our unconscious the other aspects of ourself, and approach ourselves socially like someone we meet at a party, and then all authenticity is lost. The third self longs for the eternal. Oliver tells us it is not a child nor a servant of the ours. We experience it in intellectual work, spiritual work, and in artistic work. For me, this is perhaps our most vital self, but also the one that can become most disregarded. Certainly, we cultivate it by doing that which inspires it, a silent walk, a spiritual practice like meditation, or not with a desire to escape, but a deep desire to know by plunging ourselves into someone else's artistic creation. When we begin to apply that creativity to our own lives, The third self comes forward, and, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel much more myself again. The most regretful people on earth, Oliver says, are those who felt the call to creative work, who felt their own creative power restive and uprising, and gave to it neither power nor time. Take the time, my friends, to know yourself. Not just the memories past, but the energies present. Channel them and give them a voice and listen and be better because of what they have to say.